Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Welcome to this week's episode of Retro Ad Review. So we're in the middle of the holiday season. Thanksgiving has just passed. Black Friday is kind of going on. The newest of kind of this trio of holidays is Cyber Monday. So this week's episode is going to be celebrating all things Cyber Monday. Right, so we're going to be looking at the first commercial, which is an Apple commercial starring everyone's favorite Jurassic Park actor and who's done a bunch of other things like The Fly, Jeff Goldblum. So this one is from 1998. So, you know, it seems like there's a big party going on these days. Everybody say, what's your email address? What's your email address? Hey, everybody, I'll email you. I, I don't have an email. What's this? You know, like that. And you feel left out. You've been confused. It's too expensive or something. Well, now good news. There's a computer so easy. Ten minutes out of the box. You're onto the internet. You're emailing everybody. You're part of the party. It's as easy as, as uh, you know, licking a stamp. So what was happening there was Jeff Goldblum was just sitting, standing in front of a white background, just completely white. He's wearing a beige green t-shirt means vest shirt and then he's just pretty much just telling us about how the iMac personal computer will let you get the new thing called email that everybody else has but you don't everyone's joining the and then you can join the party of email which at this point is really dated yeah it's uh it's just there's nothing going on in this commercial it is purely just jeff goldblum talking saying just talking nonsense really it's his personality that gets you that because he has this weird um persona and like popular culture presence that his stammer and his weird kind of everyman he's just a weird guy and i don't know why apple was like maybe because it's it was during that whole stuttering is probably the best he even stutters in that one anyway I, i think it's just comes down to like He's weird, and I don't know if it's kind of the think different, because that's what it says at the end. It shows the logo of the iMac, and then it says, think differently. So maybe it's because Jeff Goldblum thinks differently. So apparently, when he was casted for this, Steve Jobs called him up and asked him to do this, and he didn't know who Steve Jobs was. So I'm not sure I believe this, (laughs) but that's what he said. But did anyone know who he was until he became kind of famous in the mid-2000s? Yeah, I think... I think people, I think nerds knew who he was, that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Now he's, like, well-known. Like Bill Gates, everyone knows who that is. Steve Jobs was like, I really need Jeff Goldblum to be the guy that does the voice yeah, of Apple I guess Games. that's thinking differently enough. Maybe. Because you but get something it became, better than that. It became fairly iconic, these, because a lot of people do remember um, Jeff Goldblum just 
stuttering his way through these many commercials about the iMac can do this. It comes in pretty colors. Um, you can do iMovie on it. In this one, he's talking about email and how he doesn't have email. And I don't know what kind of parties he's going to to have people just be like, email, email, email what's, your, what's oh, my they're... email? It's just like nobody, I don't think yeah, anybody. Yeah, and then when he opens it, he gets loud screaming chain mail or uh, <laughs> Y2K. Forward, forward, forward. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, I know the whole thing is to push email, but the, the concept of just people going, what's your email, what's your emails is very very weird maybe in a business yeah. context that might land but that's 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 a bit of a stretch going as well. to parties going to parties maybe we're just trying to show off that they had email anyway going back to the commercial i could have joined one of jeff goldblum's parties and shared my email address the imac is also center stage here at the very end it shows it and it's this pretty kind of aqua-ish Blue. colored thing which, which was kind of cool back then because most of the computers were just gray or beige or whatever. So these were a bit more personalized and interesting. Um, so you get a nice, cool electric blue one. Yeah. I think they were expensive, though, anyway. I mean, I think all of them were expensive, but uh, I don't know why. I always just categorize these as, like, primo. As most Apple computers are now, I wouldn't buy one. They're too expensive for me to, to even deal with. Um, My favorite part of the video, though, is that besides him just talking, there's playing like this light bassoon music, jazz stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to my email party now (laughs) with my smooth jazz and my blue computer. I don't think Cyber Monday existed back then. I think Cyber Monday... I don't no. actually know when Cyber Monday began as a as a concept. Because I, I actually picked up definitely Cyber after, Monday. like, retail on, like, eBay and Amazon and stuff. I hate Cyber Monday, though. Because it's so stupid. Why? Like, Black Friday made a little bit of sense because it was kind of like... That's when it kicked off the holiday season. It was just after... Mm. Uh, what's this dumb stuff called? Um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> It was just after Thanksgiving and, um, you know, like this is when the companies that were in the red would go to black. So, all right, Black Friday. And then they just came up with Cyber Monday. And Cyber Monday sounds like such a lazy title. It sounds like something from an opinion column on a a magazine, like a lifestyle magazine, then just kind of picked up. Like the New York Times is only like, oh, after Thanksgiving and with the Amazon retail, it's like it's Cyber Monday, and then just kind of picked up. The term was coined by Ellen Davis and Scott Silverman, who suck, that's not on Wikipedia, but whatever, and made its debut on November 28, 2005, in a shop.org press release entitled Cyber Monday, quickly becoming one of the biggest online shopping days of the year. Well, it was close enough. It was even worse than an opinion column. It was a, it was an ad thing. <laughs> shop.org, Cyber Monday. It does sound like something that was coined, that was created by somebody. Not like it naturally came into being. Yeah, Black Friday was red to black. It kind of fell in there, and it was like, okay, we, we get it. Yeah, but Cyber Monday, like, it's just such And garbage. now black is, people get hurt with that, so it kind of fits, too. So stupid. A trend that is driving serious online discounts. And, ugh. Anyway, um... With- That's why we celebrated sarcastically. <laughs> Ugh, I, I can't believe it actually stuck as a title as well. Like, 
Cyber Monday tends to sell all electronics. So it could be home appliances like a blender or a Roomba. But generally speaking, most people go to buy TVs. Um, gaming is pretty important during this time. And then computers are really big. So we decided to focus on all three of those. So the one that we just looked at now was computers. Next one that we're going to look at is completely related to gaming. So this commercial, I think, was from, mm, what would you say, 2000 or something? Uh, I think it came out in 2001, but this is probably a little later. All right, so it's mm, 2001, 2002, thereabouts. All right, so this is a PlayStation commercial. For 2078, PlayStation 9's new electronic spores tap straight into your adrenal gland. PS9 has improved retinal scanning. A mind control system. A holographic movie surround vision. Telepathic personal music. The ultimate just got better. PlayStation 9. Teleport yours today. Well, that was a PlayStation 2 commercial. I tried to outsell its own product. By selling in 2078, PlayStation 9, where you breathe in spores and you your brain thinks you're living the computer world. You can play as a secret agent or whatever the heck the game is. You go underwater, you get attacked by a giant octopus. And then it says at the end, in the beginning, before PlayStation 9, there was a PlayStation 2. Actually and then really there's like that this. cool swoosh. I actually really like this commercial. I don't remember it very much. Um... But, like, this guy's holding this weird, like, crystal ball, Glass and then orb. spores are pretty creepy. A few things kind of go through my mind as I'm watching this. Um, one of them being is 2078 PlayStation 9. Like, we've been spitting out PlayStations pretty quickly. We're at PlayStation 4 right now, and there's already, I think, 2020 is when, like, they're going to have PlayStation 5. So... Twenty twenty to twenty seventy eight. That's fifty eight years. So if anybody's expecting PlayStation seven, six, not eight and stuff, uh, they're gonna have to wait a good few years um, between those being released. Personally, I kind of wish that they'd take a long time to release things because it feels like they're just releasing consoles yeah. like every like. Every other year, there's like E3 or some stupid event where they go, and now we're unveiling the dolphin or whatever that Wii was called. Yeah, was the Wii. it's annoying. It's awful. So in this commercial, the PlayStation 9, it really is like kind of what we still envision as the future of gaming. You know, we're like fully immersed in it. So this yeah. one actually takes a little bit of a weird spin. I think you actually have to get off your couch on this one, which I don't think would sell very well. Um, I think this is going on in his brain. Yeah, but no, no, no. I think from what the woman was saying, like uh, in the in the commercial, she was saying something like the spores, and she said there's like BioLink, 
or, or like it attaches to your retinas and then there's some mind control aspects so I think other people get yeah, involved kind of in crazy. some way and then when the, the kind of octopus scene happens because he mm-hmm. like dances with some female octopus um, it talks about like the music swell like music also takes part in your brain or something so I do yeah, think uh, personalized music so it's kind of like today how all this stuff follows you just probably worse I wouldn't play this thing spores kind of freak the, freak me out like I'm not sure I would want to be breathing in spores to play a game yeah where's someone just throwing PS9 spores everywhere and everyone's in the game yeah how do you keep the spores to yourself <laughs> like somebody know. else could be cause like I mean it costs a lot to have a PS4 and I'm not just going to let anybody take my PS4 from me uh, I don't think I'd be really into somebody just breathing my spores and like clearly paid for these spores. Yeah, yeah, you, you asked them for uh, DLC money, microtransactions for breathing your spores. Is it that you're gonna have to buy special spores in order to get extra, like extra things? Like if you want to sell or hack some spores. But what hack what spores. I don't understand here is like what's going on in his head. He looks like he's kind of just walking in regular areas, but he sees different things. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so the things he sees, he sees, like, bad guys that he's going to fight in, like, a martial arts, I don't know, scenario or something. And then he sees, like, a some guys. Ninjas. Well, he sees, like, two guys trying to defuse a bomb or something, so I don't know, secret agent types. And then he sees a guy on a horse from, I don't know, the medieval era, and then he falls into the water and meets a kind of mermaid-esque looking woman. Um, but then she's like an awful octopus that chases him. And then for a second, he's like, I don't know, in Speed Racer or, uh, what is that game with Captain Falcon? Um, F-Zero. Yeah, F-Zero. And then he's himself again. How long does this spore last? Okay, I'm really getting into this spore thing, but the basic point is... I think in the future, the way that we envision gaming is that it's going to be much more immersive. So already we're dabbling in VR, but that's still a little too removed. Like, we need to mm-hmm. be touching things and feeling things. If I'm in a level where there's, uh, where it's the desert, I want to feel hot. You know, like it's going to feel like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but the point of this commercial anyway is... So how that- attached would you get to uh, NPCs? Like, you see some people today, like, crying over some person dying on the game, and I was like, what if you have to save the guy from drowning? Yeah, there might be some awful psychological effects from that. Um, I don't want to play this. I don't trust businesses to take care of this. PS2 from 2001. That didn't even... Oh, it probably did have wireless control, but not at the beginning. The thing I didn't like about PS2, the thing that kind of annoyed me about this thing, is at this point... We already had four controllers for everything else. This thing had two. But going back to this commercial, there's something really nice about, you know, this PS9, Malarkey, you know, Future Spores, whatever. And then it ever so silently and quietly goes to black and then it just shows the words, the beginning, and then you see kind of the blue uh, come out, like surface from the... uh, uh, from the darkness and it says PS2 and you see a bit of the console and it makes that noise that the PS2 used to make and there's like just something thing. really nice about it like I don't know why I really I think probably because I just I don't know have an affection towards the PS2 in some way but it's the uh, it's just the niceness of 
you know, here's the future, and then it's just very quietly like the beginning. But the, the beginning. Yeah, I think they. Well, PlayStation yeah. always. I really liked it. PlayStation had a lot of really interesting ads. Um, they had a lot of creepy and weirdo ads. I think they had some in the nineties, especially. But by this time, they probably got a little more normal. So, which do you think was the best of that era? PS2, the GameCube, or the Xbox? Ooh. I think the Xbox was the one that was ahead of its time and good there. I may not have liked the games more so than them, but I think technically and everything else, it beat the other ones. Controller was a monster on that one. Just a big hulk like what? piece on a the pound? Xbox. Just like, <laughs> like a pound in your hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, I just I've always been more of a Nintendo person, but I really enjoyed the PS2. I really liked it. I got that for my birthday, um, but of course I got one of the crap PS2s that I couldn't return um, because the DVD player stopped working on it. We were trying to watch Amores Perros, and then it just started breaking. Disc um, read error. Ugh, disc read error. That was awful. I remember looking it up on my dial-up internet, like, what's going on? How can I deal with this? And then it was just like, if you have this problem, mm. so yeah, that really sucked. Unscrew but it, that, I really get liked some it. dab of alcohol on the lens thing, and then put it back and hope it works. Oh, and da, da, da. oh this is also... Or just buy a new one, like we eventually had back. to. Did we buy a new one? No. Yeah, we bought a second one. Wow, I do not remember that. So, Cyber Monday actually didn't exist for this. This came out in 2000, nope. whenever Cyber Monday existed in 2005. 2005. So, you know, we yeah. were buying this in the shop. Like, we were going to Circuit City and buying this crap, you know? That's dead now, too. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Um, so, this, this would have been a, a hot item uh, for sale back then if Cyber Monday existed. So, with that... If they had get Jeff Goldblum, it would have sold way better. I think it sold quite well, so they didn't really need Jeff Goldblum to, to pump out his weird stutters. That's so, so we've done computers, we've done games, now the last one of the trifecta is TV. Television. So, as we all know, on Black Friday, everybody runs into Best Buy or something when the doors open at 5am and they murder each other and they kill each other. And it's usually for massive TVs. Those are kind of the iconic pictures that you see that are shared in like Black Friday Massacre, Black Friday Mess, and it shows a bunch of people carrying massive televisions. Yeah, 52-inch TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're just trying to lug them out because it's, you know, marked down by $1,000 or something. I don't really know. I never really cared about the TVs. Standard definition for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rabbit ears and all that kind of stuff. So what we're going to look at is an ad for the Sony 3D Bravia TV. Um, and this is from 2010. Justin Payton, right this way. At Sony, we're creating 3D movies, Whoa. 3D PlayStation games, and we're perfecting 3D sports. We use this expertise to make the highest quality 3D TVs available. After this, nothing else looks as good. No! Get off of me. I'm trying. Try harder. Whoa. You haven't seen 3D until you've seen it on a Sony. So there's another Sony ad for the Bravia 3D TV. That's Peyton Manning, the football player, and Justin Timberlake, 
the singer, going through Sony headquarters with 3D glasses, and some lady is showing them around Sony headquarters, various things, video games, appliances and stuff. And then they get to the TV, and she says it looks so real that every uh, every time you don't use it, nothing else feels as real. Take off their glasses, and they flatten into 2D. And then they're trying to get back up by putting back on their 3D glasses. And it's just trying to show you how this is really, really cool. Um, I don't like this commercial. I'm just going to kick off with that. Why is it Peyton Manning and Justin Timberlake? Like, what were they part of Peyton a Manning kind of put... He's kind of everywhere. Was it... But, like, was this, like, um... A I don't remember much something? about that stuff, actually. Do I. I don't remember if there was a campaign. So, I think it was a... a Super Bowl commercial. That's what I kind of thought too, because like they're very high profile, so I wouldn't suspect that this would just be for like launch during a non, you know, Super Bowlish period. Um, so I don't know if you remember 3D TVs, but they were just all over the place in the late 2000s, like 2009. Um, this commercial's from 2010. It they just were everywhere. I remember thinking, I don't actually like 3D uh, movies. They really get on my nerves and it bothers my eyes, so I really don't like going to them. Um, but I, it was after Avatar when the 3D TV stuff really just went like, we gotta capitalize off of this 3D craziness. I remember at the time... It's like we did in the 50s and the exactly, early 80s. It was just like, this feels really, really faddish. And when it comes to technology, like you kind of have to go with stuff that are a bit more future-proof because, you know, if you buy a bunch of yeah. 3D TVs, you're just stuck with a brick that does nothing after a while when everybody goes away from it. I I remember thinking this... This has been go- hard to maintain. Yeah. I just remember thinking, like, this is going to go away. Why are they pushing this so much? I mean, obviously they're pushing it so much because they want to capitalize off of the frenzy that they created themselves, the marketing and business people. But... <laughs> But, um, was it about all kinds of but did they do things specifically for the 3D aspect which I'm not a big fan of that gimmick because it's like oh look my hand is reaching out to your face and I have to do it for some strange reason it makes me think of Halloween 2 uh, or, or Halloween 3D Friday the 13th, or whatever or 3D. oh Friday the 13th that's what it was sorry not Halloween even um, the box the, the so, knife is going through the so thing. from my understanding and I think there are no more 3D TVs existing anymore or that exist they don't anymore. even manufacture them anymore right so so when kind of looking this stuff up um, yeah they don't manufacture them anymore um, it's they stopped making them in 2016 so it's been two years since 3D TVs wow. have you know been anywhere so if you go onto the floor of a, <laughs> of a circuit city just kidding um there won't be a 3D TV there. So it started coming into play because of Avatar and like there was a period where a lot of 3D movies were coming out so they're like why don't you bring 3D into your home? Um, and But that's what I was bringing up before. The 3D gimmick they like have to kick a ball in your face or throw something at you or grab you. Yeah, like, it's what not, are you doing? You're just watching basic enough. television. But not necessarily, actually. Like, I think the way that Avatar had kind of made it was that you felt, and I've not watched the film, I don't care about it, um, is that you were immersed into the environment. So it wasn't like somebody going, catch this ball, John, and then the ball would be thrown at you. This isn't Friday the 13th. So when kind of looking at this, there were a few issues with it. Um, 
3D TV came into play when there was this huge like DTV transition. So it couldn't be, you know, rabbit ears anymore. It all had to be digital. digital. So it went from this 2009 DTV transition and it couldn't be rabbit ears anymore. It had to go digital. So a lot of people have bought new televisions for that. So why would they want to buy a brand new other weird technology television thing? Because um, they want to look cooler than their neighbors. That's true. But there's not enough people in the world that could support this industry. Um, then the other thing was uh, the glasses really sucked. Like you couldn't use glasses from Panasonic to Sony. And some of them would use really special ones. So if you had that one, then it would suck. And then you'd have a bunch of problems if, so if it's you broke more, it. It's even more restrictive than, say, uh, a remote control. Yeah, um, and then there were other costs, like you had to have like a 3D-enabled Blu-ray disc player, and other things wow. had to be very 3D-related. So it was a complete mess, and anybody who bought it was a sucker. Um, and <laughs> so I, I don't really know, I think it was just kind of like, hey, this is happening in the movies, we have the capability to put it on your screen now, let's do it. And then that's why 3D TV died, it just wasn't, it just wasn't able to be taken seriously. I kind of hate when overambitious things which sound good and could be good don't work out. Yeah. But I, let's say this would eventually become basic. It's pretty cool. You'd have it even just basic but it was too overly ambitious. It would be interesting uh, but I don't think it was that good anyway. I, I th 3D bothers me too much. Like It bothers me visually <laughs> so I just wouldn't even want to have it in my house. So in this ad, the woman's kind of walking him through and showing them, you know, the future is now, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, when they turn flat. I don't like Justin Timberlake, so I think I automatically <laughs> just don't like this commercial just purely because of Justin Timberlake. I think he's a terrible actor, and I don't know why everybody kept saying, hey, Justin Timberlake, act. He's not funny, and he's not a good actor. So, like, stop making him into an actor. <laughs> that's my that's my very very mini rant on Justin Timberlake. His voice it just annoys is me. probably the worst thing about him to me. Other things I can kind of handle, even though I don't like it that much. But just the high pitchedness of the nasal of his even regular speaking voice is kind of grating to me. But I don't mind him that much. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't like Peyton Manning. I have no interest in football, so I don't have any kind of. The only the only football player I knew growing up was Dan Marino. <laughs> it's like that's it. Because like, he was in Ace Ventura. Yeah, and also you know Miami and stuff. But um, like yeah, it's kind of, it's just a stupid commercial. Like it's a stupid mm. product. I don't like Justin Timberlake. Um, so I don't like Eli Manning. <laughs> Peyton. <I> mean, <laughs> oh well. One of the Mannings. <laughs> um, their dad. It's just kind of like everything's better in 3D. So yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of this commercial. I think it gets its point across, but it's a little too smug, if you will. Like 3D is amazing and it's better than anything else. In comparison to the two other commercials, this was just so blatantly we're selling you stuff. The other ones are just I'm guessing strange. where your rankings are. Yeah, actually, you're right. All right, let's get into rankings. Least favorite. Least. Favorite would probably be the Sony 3D Bravia TV. <laughs> hey, how would that work with the PlayStation 2? Uh, it just, like we've been saying, the product just, I don't know what it was trying to do. Just immerse you in 3D. It just seemed like a novelty, just like the 50s and the 80s 3D craze. Just more expensive now. And then the jokiness of the 
when you take off the glasses and you fall, it's like, oh, yeah, it's smug. It's like, you don't get this, you're going to be left in the dust, and you're going to be uncool. Plus, the fact that it had two, the fact that it had those two famous people, not just those, but I mean, anyone super famous, it's like, it was over budgeted. Because, yeah, it's like, buy this, it's cool, get it. So, um,. I'm going to agree with you. I have nothing more to say on it. I said my piece because... I hate thinking about it. It's evil. Because I don't like it. All right. Second one. Second favorite. Second favorite. Probably Jeff Goldblum for me. I'll go with that one, even though the next two are a little right next to each other. The next two are really tough. Yeah. Go with Jeff Goldblum because comparing the other two, it's just production values. He's sitting in a white room telling you how to be cool with your email, and then it just shows an iMac flipping around with a smooth jazz bassoon playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically um, gets its point across. It's like, okay. Yeah, buy it. And it's not as in your face as. No, it isn't. Creating. And it isn't. And. I'm not quite sure what the point is. <laughs> like, it is just kind of buying it, but it is Jeff Goldblum just kind of talking about email. Um, so, I think, I, I guess I kind of like the his personality subtlety, is as subtle somewhat, as he can be. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat welcoming because he's uncool, he doesn't know about email, and then he gets it and he can do the email. They placed like, oh, a I lot can of be their faith in him because he was just going to be carrying it the entire time. There's going to be nothing else to it. It's just going to be Jeff Goldblum talking. So they really, really believed in his ability to stand there and capture people's attention. And it seemed to work. People still remember. And they had that drunk Jeff Goldblum kind of thing that went out some few years back, that kind of thing. Um, I think for me, I, I agree. The two are... The last two are really difficult to measure. I think I'll do this... I think I'll put... I think I'll put the Jeff Goldblum woman in the second. I think for similar reasons, it's not as visually interesting. Not saying that that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. but it's not as you know impactful in that way. But I would watch Jeff Goldblum just kind of talk because it's just weird. And then when I say that, I almost want to put it first because it's like, I'm willing to listen to this guy just blather on. That's powerful because he's enough of a character to... You don't need whiz bang all of this crazy stuff. Exactly. You just need this stuttery guy. That's why I said talking. those two are right next to each other for me. And the best one for me is a PlayStation Two, PlayStation Nine commercial. Why? Kind of from the different production values, I appreciate what they put into this commercial, and it wasn't telling you to be cool. It was just showing. I mean, you didn't even know what was pitching. Obviously, PlayStation, but then it goes to the spores, the cool high tech stuff. And then you're like, yeah, but you said 2078. That's really far away, even though that seems really cool that you can play your favorite game and feel it. And then it shows the big reveal, and this is the first step. Buy it. It's cool. It's cool, but it's not shoving it in your face. And then does that cool whoosh noise that I like. So I think maybe because of the slight nostalgia factor, I think the Jeff Goldblum and that one both give me a bit of nostalgia or whatever, but I think because I had a little bit more of a thing for the PlayStation 2, I think that'll just eke it out a little bit. So the nostalgia piece is really nice. I think mm-hmm. all of those reasons that you mentioned, the production value is really good. Um, it captures what we think gaming will be in the future, spore or no spore, whatever. We're going to be more immersed. Um, but it is it is cool when you're looking at it. It's just like... Uh, almost a retrospective it's like 
this is what's to come, but this is what made it happen. I like it. It's yeah. kind of teasing you, or yeah. it feels it feels classy. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but it feels like ooh. And they don't say anything. They don't say like PlayStation yeah. Two. It just quietly introduces itself, and there's a bit of mystery yeah. around it with that. And I yeah, think it's that's... not like sh- it's not like overshadowed by the PlayStation Nine. So it's like yeah. It's like it deserves its space in it deserves its space in kind of the history of PlayStation. We're getting we got to PlayStation 9, which is incredible, changed everything, all of this. But this is one of the grandfathers of it, and it should be respected. (laughs) In the beginning, it started with two. Yeah, I know. Why didn't they put the PlayStation 1? Um, yeah, and I I think that's why I like it. I think even as I talk about it, it kind of seems that I mean, even outside of the nostalgia factor, that to me just is like that product at the end, at the turn, the blue, everything. We talk about it, and it's just like this probably wouldn't be at the top, like you know, the Jeff Goldblum ads. And I think because it's being considered a campaign, would probably be put higher up. And I think from the reason I mentioned earlier, yeah, you're willing to listen to some random guy babble and buy the stuff. Yeah, and it's just very clear and crisp. But that little piece, I think, of the PlayStation stuff, I think that's really cool and really interesting and makes it a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit special in its way. Appealing to me. So those are my rankings. 3D TV, IMAX, and PlayStation 2. So I think that's it for today. Um, I've been dabbling a bit in the black friday kind of deal stuff but i can't afford anything even with all of these crazy discounts i think it so you have to too. wait for monday hopefully monday i'll bring something but it won't you know you know black friday starts like the 20th and that's a conservative view up until like tuesday the next week so so if anybody has a computer that's really great and wants to give it to me give it to me Otherwise, if anyone has just... a PlayStation 2, I want one. So, everybody enjoy their Cyber Mondays. Everybody enjoy the kickoff of the holiday season. We hope you had an excellent Thanksgiving, an excellent Black Friday, and that Cyber Monday bringing you all of your hopes and dreams and wishes. And hopefully when it arrives in the mail, it's not in pieces that it's not supposed to be in. That's why you get warranties. Unless you bought it off of eBay, then you're just screwed. So yeah, that is it for today. Join us next time when we'll be looking at some of your old favorite ads or forgotten ads, like some of the ones that we've shown recently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's all. See See ya. ya.